If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, just like like they say in Italy, Happy New Year. Exactly how they say it. Happy New Year, guys. Exactly how they say it over there. Welcome to the Wolf Den Podcast again. Here we are, but this time... Also on YouTube. That's right. I mean, we've been on YouTube. We've been on YouTube, but now but we're simulcasting, as they so, say whoa! in the business. Yeah. That's a new word. Yeah, that means broadcasting simultaneously. Simulcasting. Whoa. I know words. We've been, uh, that's, a, that's a cool new thing that Twitch allows people to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've been allowed to do that. <laughs> But uh, it does seem they do seem to be very picky over who is actually allowed to do that. Yeah, well, now everybody is. Right. But we had a weird contract because we <laughs> came from YouTube. Yeah. So they allowed us to do things that other people aren't allowed to do. Right. Uh, but now everybody's allowed to do this. I don't think I was allowed to do both at the same time. Yeah. But now we're able to do both at the same time. So we do both at the same time. Uh, also, it helps me so I don't have to upload the podcast. Although. There's going to be a lot of weird shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, I got to make a thumbnail before we go live. Yeah. <laughs> which is going to be a problem. I have to schedule the live stream, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working out the kinks. It's going to be a little weird for a little bit. But uh, here we are. If you if, if you now are a fan of the show and, and never catch us live because you don't want to open Twitch, you're, you're, you're allergic to it. Yeah. Now you can just say on YouTube. Yeah. And so. if you... Uh, have been watching us on twitch and you want to keep watching us on twitch then this doesn't really affect you so you can ignore all of that true yeah that's true too hopefully nothing will change yes uh george mcfarland said i did notice a very similar thumbnail from a former podcast so yeah i took the settings from the last time we live streamed to this youtube account Mm -hmm. which was because twitch went down for some reason so we just live streamed uh to, to to youtube um and the thumbnail is kind of similar to what we're talking about anyway, so I just yeah. left it. Uh, anyway, I don't know if we have Super Chats on YouTube. We'll turn those on at some point. Uh, it's going to be hard to keep track of both chats. Yeah. Uh, there is a plugin where you can do that. You can put two chats on. Okay. Actually, I could just do it with Chatterino. Chatterino's good. I'm going to set that up later. Right okay. now, it, yeah. this time, it's going to be a little complicated for us. But anyway, uh, I do think the Streamlab... No, Streamlabs is not set up. I don't know. YouTube's going to be weird. We'll try our best to keep up with it, but whatever. Um, Ray Zeflin, next with 59 months. Hippie New Year's. Yeah, that's a good enough attempt. Uh, Frillin, thank you for the prime. And BLC Man, thanks for gifting a sub. 
To Corey Guns. To Corey Guns. Thank you. Uh, anyway, thanks for being here today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Switch uh, uh, hack that's yes. happening. Is, that, it a, is it technically a hack? Yeah. Is it, that's considered a hack? Uh, I would consider it a hack. So To me, like hack means like you actually do something to the mm -hmm. system itself, you know? So you're adding a piece of hardware to circumvent some, something that uh, Nintendo doesn't want you to do. Right. So maybe it's a mod? I guess, because it's removed once you take it out. Like, it means, like, you go back to a stock Switch. Yeah. I Maybe we can call it a mod. It's literally a flashcard. You put yeah. it in the, in the Switch, and, and oh, you could just have a bunch of ROMs. Yeah. It's... it's gonna be really cool uh we'll talk in depth about that yes. it's also the start of the year there's a lot of other things mm -hmm. that we can uh talk about uh some activision blizzard stuff of oh course. yes happy new year guys Activision yes. blizzard uh sony's in some trouble apparently <laughs> and uh yeah we were going to talk about uh all the games coming out this year but instead uh i want to talk about the hack okay because uh we could uh always talk about the games coming out this year yes. when we have nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm. Also, we didn't have a show last week. Yeah. So some of this stuff might bleed in. Oh, anyway, how, how are we looking on YouTube? Is it good? I haven't checked. Um, it so far, fine. so good. Looks fine. We guys. look good. I, I, the bit rate might be worse. I'm sorry about that. Also, the way we show up on YouTube sucks. Like, this isn't yeah. going to show up as a video. It's going to be separate from it's Right. It's annoying. Whatever. Also, I noticed the chat on screen is only the 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 Twitch chat. I got a lot of. I kind of set this up ten minutes ago. So. Mm -hmm. But not as Chris. But not as Chris. But no issues. Eh. I, I don't. It know. does look a little softer, but I think uh, there might be a way to up the bit rate only for the YouTube stream. But okay. we'll have to. Be, because Twitch needs a shittier bit rate. Got it. And uh, YouTube, you could do unlimited bitrate. So I'd like to do it at a high bitrate on YouTube. Anyway, whatever. Eans zero. Thanks for the Prime subscription. Let's get right into the show here. We got. Okay. We're already pretty late. We got. Yes. We got to get rolling here. And we will get rolling with the same thing we do at the start of every oh, month. I forgot it's about this. It's not just the new year. It's I a new month. I almost blew past this. You got games coming to PlayStation Plus Essential if you're subscribed to it. I'm Ooh. not, so I'm not getting these games. But if you are. Uh, you can get them. I am, reluctantly. <laughs> so, starting today, um, the first Tuesday of the year, first Tuesday of January, you get A Plague Tale Requiem for PS5. You get Evil West for PS4 and PS5. And Nobody Saves the World for PS4 and PS5. I'm interested in A Plague Tale Requiem. People seem to like that. Yes. So... That's cool that that's available. Mm -hmm. and it's the PS5 version. Evil West, I've heard about. I've heard good things about Evil West. What have I heard about it? I'm not even sure what I've heard. I'm watching the launch trailer. Yeah, and then Nobody Saves the World. I've seen that key art before, but I can't tell you anything about this I, game. I've never seen this before in my life. Uh, Evil West, I don't know. It looks, looks like Gears of War in the West. <laughs> okay. I don't think... Uh, I'm very interested in that one. Okay. Uh, that's it? We only have PlayStation Plus so far? Yeah. Because Xbox now does Xbox Game Pass Core, okay. which is a standing library of 25 games. They say they rotate them out, but they haven't yet. 
when they do, we will let you know. Uh, Nintendo is just like whenever, you know. Yeah, Nintendo just just does whatever they want. Yeah. So, okay, I, I'm realizing now we need moderators in the YouTube chat. Yeah, because our dad's there, and our dad said, <laughs> "Hoopy New Year." Everybody is interpreting the Italian New Year in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> As your mother's relatives would. Oh, Thrill has. Let's add him. Moderator. There you go. There we go. We're we're learning. We're we're playing as we. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's dive right into this news. Yes. About the uh, it's called the MIG switch. Mm-hmm. Now it was hard to find an article about it. A lot. There were a lot of articles on some weird looking sites. Uh, the most legitimate looking one doesn't even look legitimate. <laughs> notebookcheck.net you know what why are we even doing this let's go i got a better idea okay let's go straight to the source that broke the news um there's two tweets from an account called aftertime x let's see if i can find the original i think i retweeted it should have done this before should have thought of this before yeah Let me go past all of my. There it is. Okay, here we go. So one of the articles that I put in there uh-huh. links to uh, to this. Uh, anyway, after time X tweeted exciting news for the Switch scene. We have obtained from one of our followers an exclusive video from an upcoming product. This person is a beta tester for. Apparently, a flash cart type device is coming pretty soon for Nintendo Switch which supports all firmwares, all console types from all regions. Although it was long overdue, we were a bit skeptical. So we asked for some kind of proof to our surprise. This person sent us soon after a video demonstrating the product in use, and it seems perfectly legit. Anyway, we were told the product is ready. They are apparently shipping the first units in January 2024. Hey, that's That's where we are right now. So we should learn more soon. We were promised more updates soon. So make sure to follow us for the latest news about this device and a lot more on Aftertime X. I've never heard of Aftertime X before. Here it is. Uh, so here's a video of it working. Have you seen this before? Uh, I've not seen the video. No. Okay. There's some things to note and it's very strange. The okay. first obvious thing is that it is a Nintendo Switch cartridge that has a micro SD card slot. Yes. That basically makes it seem like an R4 for the DS. You've mm-hmm. used one of those before. Yeah. I actually have one right here. Yeah. Uh, this one I haven't set up. I think it might come set up, though. This is an R4 Gold. Is that for the, that's for the regular DS? It actually says 3DS, but I think it works on all of them. Okay. Yeah, it says on the bottom it works yeah. for all of them. Uh yeah, you it's just a it's this is just a DS whoop and I dropped it. It's just a DS cartridge that has a micro SD card slot in it. Yeah. I straight up it's lost. on the floor. I'm looking right oh, at okay. it. <laughs> it's a DS a cartridge that has a micro SD card in it already. And that supposedly has like software in it and mm-hmm. stuff that makes it run on a DS and it runs like a regular DS cartridge. Now this Nintendo Switch cartridge seems very similar. It's a Nintendo Switch cartridge that has a micro SD card slot in it. Uh, the difference is when you plug this in, it doesn't seem to be running any custom firmware. You can have a multiple 
games on here. Uh -huh. And the way that you swap between the games is you pop it out and pop it right back in. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's actually making noises. Um, Yeah, so obviously you want to quit the game. Yeah. But when you pop it out and pop it back in, a new game pops up. And then you pop it out and pop it back in, and the new game pops up on the home screen. Yeah, yeah it's very, very weird. Uh, but it seems, it seems to be working from the yeah. video. A lot of people were saying this was fake. What do you gather from the video? Uh, what would you say after seeing, after reading that and seeing this video, what would you say about the legitimacy of this? I mean, it's hard to tell. I, if it is legitimate, that's got to be a bug that they're got to fix and like work out because i cannot imagine they would want to release a product where in order for the whole purpose of it is to load games onto it and like switch back and forth but in order for it to work you have to eject the disc <laughs> put it back in and get a random game possibly not even the one you want i'm surprised it's not a button or a slider yeah I mean, I feel like in once this thing comes out, somebody will make firmware for it, and it'll have like a launch or something. Yeah, that, that will make you pick a game. Um, but I mean, if this is the only way to do it right now, that's fine. A slider or a button would be better, but yeah, it, it is it is what it is. I don't I don't mind uh, ejecting and reejecting to to swap between games. Uh, but this was not all there. That was uh, that news hit December twenty second. Right. So. We were on a little bit of a break. Yes. There's a lot more news yes. that came as of 20, the 27th. This is from Aftertime X again, and they said more details have been uncovered about the first Switch flash card. Blow my nose. Good luck. Nice. After some digging around for out by our Aftertime X journalists, it was discovered that the Switch flash card, in fact, has a name. It's called a MIG Switch. And they don't say it here, but it seems to be by the Russians. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, MIG switch, and they agreed to answer a few of our questions about some points uh, that weren't fully clear to us after watching that short video from one of their beta tests last week. As their product is ready now, they also kindly offered us a review sample, but our staff have declined because, for one, we are not a review site. And also because of all the legal ambiguity of game backups in our team countries. Oh. Mm. So they can be personally <laughs> prosecuted yeah. for it. And most important, our opinion is that although they are marketing their product as a backup and development device on their website, MigSwitch.com, it is clear that many video gamers will use it solely as an ultra-convenient piracy tool on their Nintendo Switch consoles. Now, who would ever do that? Oh, oh, certainly not us. Who is there right nobody mind would watching want to this show? Pirate a game. game Savages. Game. Really, though, I would absolutely use it as a backup tool. However, I don't have a way to rip my games right. to the cartridge. Mm -hmm. I don't have a, a Switch that is hacked in that way. I have one that has Android on it, but that doesn't yeah. mean anything. Uh, so. The games that I own, I'll have to pirate them to get them on the yeah. on the cartridge. Anyway, after reviewing their website, it seems also that the backup ROMs that are currently floating around out there on the internet are not supported. Uh-oh, this is bad news for me. Oh, boy. 
as the format that the MIG switch uses is slightly different. We don't understand all the technical reasons behind the change, but you can be sure that scene release groups won't take long to make compatible repacks that they mean piracy people won't take long to make complete repacks available to the piracy masses out there as the instructions published on their website are clear. So it seems to be a very simple process. In speaking more with their beta testers about online play as MIG Switch refused to answer any questions not related to pure backup play, he told us that he used one of his games, CERT slash UID, which he ne never shared to anyone before, to be able to play online with other game backups. But so far, he has never experienced any issues. Basically, he's saying he's able to play online. Right. And Nintendo is none the wiser. Now, of course, this will have to be verified in the long run with many gamers online using this trick, but the team did confirm their product has been tested and works on every single existing model of the Switch they could find and, and are very confident they are fully supported. Reading the comments from our followers here on X, they mean Twitter, Yeah, <laughs> we also inquired about their choice of using the game eject function to switch the ROM on the inserted SD card, meaning the whole thing where you mm -hmm. have to pop it out and pop it back in to switch the game. And if they fear it could damage the game port, I don't think that's going to happen. Their answer was that real life usage is not like in the video the beta tester released, meaning you don't switch your games every other second or every other minute. And the overall quality of your Switch is high, including its game port, but they didn't close the door to designing a second version of the MIG flash cart with a Switch on the cart itself. And they were quick to point out when considering the size of an actual game cartridge, there is more chances for a tiny Switch to break with long-term usage than the console game port itself, which is sturdy. We guess the overall demand will blah, blah, blah. So they're saying uh, it would be hard to put a physical Switch on there because it'd be right. really tiny. but. Put a button, do something, put a put a scroll wheel. It could be, it could be something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's got a point. You're not gonna sit there. You're not gonna pop it out, pop back mm -hmm. in a million times. You're gonna just probably stick to one game. You yeah. know, when you're personally, I would probably just get one of these and put one game on it, and that's it. Um. Anyway. Uh. Oh, my DMs are open on the side. You guys see me talking to Wood about hamster cameras. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, we have a lot more information about this MIG switch situation. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a couple of, pre a couple of websites had pre-orders available, but uh, and it seemed to be like $60, $65, which I think is pretty reasonable, uh -huh. for, because that's like the price of a game. Um, but none of these websites seem legitimate. Like I've, yeah. I've never ordered from anything from any of these websites, so I'll, I'll wait till other people get their hands on it. MIG Switch isn't selling them directly; they're selling it to fulfillment people. Yeah. So you uh, fulfill it; they'll they'll send it to a third party or something, and the third party will send it out to you guys because uh, they don't want to like ship them all over the world. Um, I think this seems pretty legitimate i think that yeah. this is a thing that is coming out right now uh i think it'll probably be fine online it seems like the way that you back up your game is each cartridge has some sort of id that's attached to it and you rip that to the rom right the only way you'd probably have an issue online is if you got that id from the internet 
and uh then you probably not yeah. want to be playing your stuff online but when i test this thing if i'm gonna rip games from the internet i'm probably gonna use it on an older switch that i have not mm-hmm. on my main switch and maybe a different account even um because that's i don't want to get my account banned yeah. it's very high possibility that you could get your account banned if oh, you're yeah. ripping games from the internet yeah um so i'm keep my eye out for when this thing comes out because i uh am definitely interested in it now there was an article that i found from a website that said the team behind the mig switch might be team executor do you remember Team Executor? Does the that na- sound familiar? N- it sounds familiar. It rings a bell, but... It rung a bell to me. Uh-huh. And they do have a Wikipedia page. Okay. Team Executor is a hacker group that makes mod chips and jailbreaking game consoles among console hackers who primarily consist of hobbyists testing boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Team Executor was controversial for selling hacking tools for profit. Console systems targeted by the group include the Nintendo Switch, 3DS, GameCube, mm-hmm. uh, Xbox 360, Xbox, whatever. Um, they were sued, uh, by Nintendo in 2020, Canadian national Gary Bowser and French national Max Maximilian Lauren Mm -hmm. were arrested for designing and selling circumvention devices, specifically products to circumvent Nintendo switch copyright protection and were named among with Chinese citizen, uh, Yanning Chen in a federal indictment filed in U.S. court. Uh, so remember Gary Bowser? He's, He's back, baby. Yep. <laughs> now, this isn't proven, but I think uh, MVG has a whole-ass YouTube video. He, do, he does have... I didn't watch it yet, but I saw he did make a video it on it. It is linked in this article. Yeah. Uh, so it could very well be uh, those guys behind uh-huh. it. I hope it's not Gary Bowser. He's had enough. Yeah. He's been in jail for, like, what, two years? Something like that, yeah. He's out already. Yeah. But... Uh, I hope that uh, it's not him. He doesn't need any more smoke. But, uh, yeah. So this this seems legitimate. Uh, I'm excited to get my hands on it, hopefully, uh, sometime soon. I I tried to email them, but I will... uh, I'll buy one if I can find one from a website that looks reputable. Because right now I saw it on, like, modding.com or something, which... I don't. I don't. I, don't I imagine this is something that's gonna be on a lot of like sketchy websites for a while because this is not something that people want to actively sell. Yeah, and <laughs> still be in the good graces of Nintendo. I'm gonna check on AliExpress because I mean AliExpress is a little sketchy. Still. Yeah. Uh, these are rotary switches, <laughs> or or you know like <laughs> like electronic. Yeah, switches. yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch. According to RGT, it's from Team Executioner. Oh, that's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it on AliExpress yet. Right. All right. Well, again, I'll be keeping my... The DS flashcard site seems sketchy at the time, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, I mean, th- I mean, maybe I didn't get my R4. I got my R4 when the DS was in stores. Right. Uh, but it might have been a little after it was released. This is not out yet. It's coming out any minute now. So yeah. uh, the websites are going to look a little sketch at first, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love... I think the R4 is uh, one of the best mods you can have for, oh, for yeah. a handheld because it, it, it's 
you just pop it in you can play yeah. any you can play any of the ds games there's even ways to put other like snes games yeah. and game boy games and stuff on it so uh i think right now even it makes it so that the ds light is one of the best handhelds you can uh -huh. own because it's just so easy to put a uh, flash cartridge in it so at the end of the nintendo switch's life this is a great mm -hmm. way to keep that life going. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be really good. Yeah, and it'll be good for preservation too, because like when you know games get pulled from the eShop or no longer in service anymore, now you have a backup of it mm -hmm. to be able to play it down the road if you are so inclined. Yeah, it, it, it's a great way to keep the life of the Nintendo Switch. Yes, so. they should have sent him to home confinement with only an Atari. That would have fixed him. Hashtag Wolf Den Dead. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'll keep an eye on that. I'll I'm gonna make a video. It might get taken down. Who knows how this is gonna uh, this this uh, who knows how this world works. Uh, anyway, we got H three Catome Hecatome. Thanks for the fifteen months. Spankwise with some gifted subs. Adorable Anarchy with a gift sub. Nomad Tech, thanks for the raid. Kendall Evans, thanks for the two months. I'm here, Dad. Thank you, son. Verang, thank you for the 100 bits. Hey, Wolf Bros, I just got back from like six-month-long trip around Europe. Been out of the loop for a while. I am a big fan of both of your podcasts. Both the podcasts you do. Thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh... Opinion on the RP4 Pro? I bought it. Oh, I bought it. Uh, I don't know when I'm getting it. Mm. The Retroid Pocket 4 right. Pro. I bought it. I don't know when it's sh actually shipping. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I like the prices of Retroids. I think right. they're pretty good. Uh, I just sometimes there's some weird manufacturing issues that I think are uh, upsetting, but we'll see. Somehow I hope the flash cart allows me to change the firmware on the Switch. Uh, there's going to have to be a lot of development work, and I don't think it'll be able to do I something mean, like that. Based on what the R4 does, that doesn't really like change the system itself. It just launches a program, basically. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It launches a program. You're not going to be able to like flash firmware onto your Switch. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it could be possible, but. It's unlikely, I right. would say. I don't know of a flash cart that does stuff like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, moving on. What do we got now? Okay, next up. The day has finally come. Microsoft announces uh, leadership changes at Xbox and specifically Activision Blizzard. And specifically, specifically... The guy we all hate is no longer there anymore. What's his name? Uh, Activision CEO and notable idiot Bobby Kotick is stepping down officially <laughs> on December 29th. Microsoft has not appointed a direct replacement and is instead has rolled the suite of Activision Blizzard executives, including Blizzard president Mikey Barra, Activision publishing president uh, Rob Kostich, no relation, uh, and Activision Blizzard vice chair Thomas Tipple, under Microsoft's games content and studio president, Matt Booty. Codex uh, departure comes just two months after some big Xbox leadership changes. 
is what we play when. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Continue. Uh, Codex departure comes just two months after some big Xbox leadership changes that saw Sarah Bond promoted to Xbox president, leading all of Xbox platform uh, and hardware work, and Matt Booty promoted to president of game content and studios, including overseeing Bethesda and Zenimax Studios. Now Booty is getting even more responsibilities with Bethesda, Activision Blizzard, and Xbox Game Studios all under his ass. I mean, watch. <laughs> booty. Booty. His booty. Booty. Booty butt ass. <laughs> Tushy. Uh, all no, of that's important thing. Yeah, uh, it's also bidet. Do not get those two confused. <laughs> it happened to a friend of mine. Uh, Microsoft has largely uh, is largely keeping the leadership team of Activision Blizzard in place, with some executive level exceptions. Mark, uh, Activision Chief Communications Officer uh, Lulu Mazurve will leave the company at the end of January. Uh, Humam Sakini, Vice President of Blizzard and King, will also depart at the end of December. Uh, a number of Activision Blizzard executives will depart in March, too. Uh, Brian Bulatao, uh, Chief Administrative Officer. Julie Hodges, Chief People Officer. Armin Zerza, Chief Financial Officer. And Grant Dixton, uh, Chief Legal Officer, are all reporting to their Microsoft Gaming equivalents. equivalents uh, while Thomas Tipple, the vice chairman of Activision, is reporting to Matt Booty for now, he will depart Microsoft in March alongside other uh, Activision Blizzard executives. So they had a chief people officer? I Yeah. Well, that person should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. They some... did such a bad job that the state of California had to step in. I feel like it's not surprising when you, the name of your title is chief people officer. <laughs> Normally, it's just called human resources. <laughs> good point. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, this is great news. We've been waiting for this Bobby Kotick to get out for a long time. Yeah, and, and it took like a hostile takeover. Not really that hostile, but it took like a massive takeover to like get his ass out the door. Yeah, I wouldn't call it hostile because it was $70 billion. But, yeah. Uh, I, I understand. Uh, there was a tweet from... Uh, somebody who worked at activision on some of the call of duty games i mean anybody who worked at activision probably yeah. worked on a call of duty well game. that's i have the next article former okay. activision blizzard employees weigh in on bobby Kotick's legacy hell yeah uh we'll just skip to the tweets yeah this is andy belford uh breaking my silence to share a fun fact when we planned overwatch 2's a steam launch my team warned months in advance that we're going to be review bombs. We begged for more information, more details, and more resources to help us with the anticipated influx, all flatly denied. Moderation of Steam was put on the community team, not a function of the community at Blizzard, despite my refusal to want to expose members of my team to that level of toxic content and posts. Uh, when asked whose decision it was to launch on Steam with no additional help, Bobby. So wait, wait, wait. I I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Because, uh, like, uh, all right. Obviously, just releasing Overwatch 2 at all was a horrible idea. Yes. Just making the game at all was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to have to put it on Steam if you're making it. Yeah. What else could have been done? It seems like he wanted a way to protect his team from like the influx of like toxic right. posts and reviews that were going to come their way. Uh, also, too, 
Activision has their own storefront, mm-hmm. Battle.net, which is where they put a lot of their stuff before it goes on Steam. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming over there they have an easier time of curating toxicity than they would on a third-party site. So did Overwatch 2 launch Overwatch on Steam or was Overwatch 1 on Steam already? I guess Overwatch 1 was on Steam already. Because then it would make sense for them to have to change it to Overwatch 2. But if Overwatch was not on Steam, just leave it off Steam. Overwatch 2 launched on Steam on August 10th where it was immediately review bombed by frustrated fans of the series. For a while, it was the worst reviewed game on the platform. Mega Dragon says Overwatch 1 was not on Steam. Okay. Because that makes a lot more sense now. Because they should have never put Overwatch 2 on Steam. Right. Because it was already a bad idea, and you know it's going to get review bombed to all hell. Yeah. Uh, Belfort continued uh, saying that uh, Kodak's handling of the Steam launch was only one example of the culture he bred at Activision Blizzard. Shit flowed downstream, he alleged. Usually landing on the lowest paid and most overworked individuals, management was too busy reacting to wildly... uh, vacillating direction and decisions at uh that make zero sense yeah it seems like overwatch according to forbes overwatch 2 is the premiere of overwatch on steam yeah so it wasn't on steam previously right okay and rather than providing the resources yeah rather than providing the resources necessary to, to protect the team from toxicity uh bobby kodak just said Yes. deal with it there was another tweet yeah it's in it's in the article it's not uh highlighted but mm-hmm. i know exactly the one you're talking about yeah the, the call of duty yeah yeah this is it christian yeah. pollock a former game a programmer christine yeah christiana uh christina pollock christina pollock yeah well former programmer at demonware a subsidiary of act act ActiBlizz. ActiBlizz. Never seen that. <laughs> also shared her experience working on Call of Duty franchise. Bobby's this, this is a quote. Bobby's decision made our game. Bobby's decisions made our games worse. She said on X, meaning Twitter. Yeah. Before referencing the 2021 Wall Street Journal investigation, where it was alleged that Kodak left a voicemail on his then assistant's phone in 2006, threatening to have her killed. According to Pollock. The journal investigation uh, dropped just before Thanksgiving of that year, right around when Kodak personally gifted employees extra days off. Oh, what a nice oh, what guy. What a nice guy to give people days off on holidays. This is what she said in her tweet. Uh, in my first month, it came out. Uh, he threatened to have an employee killed and all hands uh, that follow. No one wanted to speak first. So I demanded his firing in front of everyone. I get that I'm very loud and very annoying and that. Uh, with my seniority and ease of other opportunity that affords me certain protections and safety to do such, but all you need to know, but all you need to get on board this train, uh, we all need to revolt against people like this every time. <laughs> yeah, I'd like yeah. to know specifically what the decisions were that made it worse. Well, I'd imagine the big one is you got to release every year. Yeah. Well, I think we saw from Modern Warfare Three this year that the big decision was it was just supposed to be an expansion pack like a like a Miles Morales to last year's you know Spider-Man but instead it was going to be a full full release a full $60 game so it had to have all the bells and whistles of a full $60 game and that had to be made in less than a year it really is awful like yeah. like uh there's several reasons why uh Activision just 
fucked Call of Duty up. Yeah. I don't know if Microsoft didn't buy uh Activision, I feel like they might I feel like there might have been a short shelf life for Call of Duty. I oh. I don't think that they're at at the state that they were last year, I don't think Activision's capable of carrying Call of Duty any further. No, I, they would have just keep they would have just kept releasing it. And they would have kept forcing all their other studios to focus solely on making Call of Duty. And they would have kept releasing it until it got even worse than it did this year. And there would be no Activision games other than Call of Duty. Yeah. And here's the biggest problem. The game's good and I can't stop playing it. <laughs> Call of Duty my and, Warzone is great now. And you know what? They know that. Yeah. They know that. That's why they keep releasing the same game every year. But... Why did I buy Modern Warfare 3 is the question. I don't need that to play Warzone. That's a good question. Doesn't make any sense. Why did I do that? Um, but Warzone's good, but the way that you have to play it and the, and the, 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 the format of Call of Duty now is all fucked. Yeah. So right now, if you go to Steam and you type and you want to play Call of Duty, any Call of, if you want to play Warzone, if you want mm-hmm. to play Modern Warfare 3, even if I think you want to play Modern Warfare 2, you have to go to Steam and you have to download Call of Duty. Yeah. It's just called Call of Duty. Right. Because remember, that when they released Modern Warfare 3, it kind of did an Overwatch 2 thing where it erased the previous yeah. game. Yeah. Because it was just supposed to be an expansion pack for the previous game. Which is ridiculous because there's this is there's supposed to be remakes of Modern Warfare one, two, and three, and yeah. now they're just like fuck it, we're gonna just throw one in the middle. I remember this was a while ago. There was a interview with Kodak, and he said that we are willing to delay a Call of Duty game if necessary if we do not think the quality is high enough. Wow. A, I, I think this proves otherwise. Yeah, that's bullshit. B, I looked it up. They have released a Call of Duty game. Every year since 2005. <laughs> My fucking God. The only year they missed was between Call of Duty 1 and Call of Duty 2. And every year since then, there has been a Call of Duty game. And there's, if there wasn't, there was damn sure a shitty one on console before, mm-hmm. you know, PC and consoles like were in sync. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. It's also kind of terrifying. It's terrifying. You know? And it, you know, and look, the same goes for like Madden and NBA 2K and like sports games like that. It's kind of terrifying how they get these games out mm-hmm. like that. So the problem with having all of the Call of Duties under one like weird game, it's it's not even a launcher. It's like yeah. they're calling it a game, like yeah. like Call of Duty HQ. It's like all one. Yeah. Um. There's so it it just it just introduces so many other problems. For example. Hannah had Modern Warfare 2 on her computer through Battle.net because it right. wasn't on anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she wanted to download Warzone, so she did it through Steam. Yeah. And having... If you want Warzone, or if you want Modern Warfare 3, it forces you to download Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. You need to have Modern Warfare... Even if you don't own Modern Warfare 2, you need to download Modern yeah. Warfare 2. You can't access it. Right. But you need the assets, so it will force you to download it. So she had Modern Warfare 2 from Battle.net and Modern Warfare 2 from Steam <laughs> that she can't access because right. she bought it from Battle.net. And the two 
do not like each other. Yeah. So Warzone comes up and it's pulling assets from who knows where because it doesn't know which one to do. So it broke the whole fucking yeah. game. So she had to delete the old uh, uh, Warzone 2. Yeah. Another issue. We couldn't play with each other at all. I could join Wood. I can join Fried Biscuits. They could join me. They could join her. Me and her could not play with each other. Right. She is upstairs. I am directly underneath her. We cannot play with is each other. Is it because one of you is playing on Steam and one of you is playing on Battle.net? She's playing on Steam. Okay. I don't know what the issue was. I went into the router and changed the NAT type and shit, but mm. I don't think that was the problem. I think what she figured this out. What I think it was was you had to go into the settings and reset there's an option to import your settings from Modern Warfare 2. Right. So we did that. Even though I never owned Modern Warfare 2, I don't think. Okay. Imported my settings from Modern Warfare 2, and that worked. I don't know why the fuck that worked, but that worked. There's so, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot wrong with this stupid fucking game. Call of Duty, I looked it up just to, be, just to check my sources. Call of Duty, the original Call of Duty came out in 2003. And then Call of Duty 2 came out in 2005. Great game, by the way. Yes. And there's been a Call of Duty game every year since then. Now, if you're thinking, oh, they took a break in the beginning, 2004, because, you know, there was no Call of Duty game. That was when Infinity Ward was just making the games. And so they took the two years to make the next Call of Duty. There was a Call of Duty game on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube (laughs) called Call of Duty Fightest Hour in 2004. So there has been a Call of Duty game every year for the past 21 years since since call of duty came out yes there's been a call there's of duty, been a call every, of duty year. every year so i i did not i i would think call of duty 2 took a lot of effort i mean it took back then two years was a long time to make a game mm-hmm. you know that's understandable and then it's been that way for years until they went to a three-year cycle and now there are three main studios making it but even that's not enough because it takes five years to make games now but a call of duty game has to come out every year and there's still only three studios working on call of duty games yeah that's not good that's not not reasonable yeah i hope that uh actually i think uh i looked at the worst reviewed steam games is day before still the worst review <laughs> um so I was looking at worst games of 2023. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think the day before is on. I, I think nobody bought it. I, I, so I think this is by popularity, like the amount of people who bought it and hated it at right. the same time. I don't think enough people bought the other game. Uh, number one is War of Three Kingdoms. I don't know that game. Number two is Overwatch 2. <laughs> number three is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Which came out in 2022. Yeah. So I don't know. What is this from? I think this is all... Bottom 100 worst Steam games of all time, according to Unfortunate Punters. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's all time. And then uh, Mono Warfare 3 is number 19, which came out this past year. Right. So people uh, aren't happy. The number one game, the number one worst reviewed game that came out this year was NBA 2K24. Here, that's another one people are getting sick of with all the microtransactions and the no difference between year and year. Yeah, that's the, I mean, sports games, that's that's an issue. Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2. Is that the Overwatch type game? I don't know. 
Well, people don't seem to like that one either. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that uh, Call of Duty fans get what they want. Yes. Similar to Pokemon. I hope that people just stop buying the fucking games if they're not good. You know, if there's well, enough issues. Hopefully, under new leadership, you know, uh, Phil Spencer just comes into the offices of Infinity Ward and uh, Treyarch and Sledgehammer and says, Stop. <laughs> you can stop. You yeah. can do anything else. And you know what? Maybe Treyarch will do because Treyarch used to make other video games. They made Spider Man 2 on the PS2. So they know how to make good video games that aren't Call of Duty. So maybe they can do whatever. Sledgehammer was created just to make Call of Duty games. So they're not going to know what to do with themselves. <laughs> but maybe Infinity Ward, they can now take the five years to make a good Call of Duty game with a lengthy, substantial single player campaign and a prominent, worthwhile multiplayer experience. I think Xbox will allow them or Microsoft will allow them to do whatever they want to do, but they're yeah. going to have to make call. There's going to have to be people. There's going call to be duty. a look, there's going to be a call of duty. There's no way in hell there's going to be, there's not going to be a call of duty, but I think this is probably going to be the most anticipated call of duty game of all time, regardless of how long it takes to make and when it comes out, because it's the first one under Microsoft. Mm. So all eyes are going to be on them. It would behoove them to let, whoever whatever studio is going to make it the time and the resources to put it out properly i would imagine that if the, the the way forward would be for microsoft to take these activision studios and say you're allowed to do creative things you don't have to just work on call of duty yeah um except for sledgehammer you have to fucking work on call of duty. yeah that's, that's all, all you, you do that's all you do um and i would hope that it would pay off for microsoft it might they're going to lose money because Call of Duty releasing every year is just a huge moneymaker. Right. But hopefully they will gain money from having these smaller, great games. Right. If they're great. Hopefully they are great. I mean, Microsoft's had a pretty bad track record the past few years. Right. <laughs> but hopefully having a bunch of smaller games will add up to the big Call of Duty. Yeah. And plus, when they release a Call of Duty game in, in two, three years... Uh, or one year, it'll uh, be better than it could have been. Yeah. Because again, I see Call of Duty as a sinking ship. The if 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 Activision were to continue to lead it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's Activision Blizzard, right? Yes. We did that. We're done. Yes, we we're it. done. We're done with them. Okay. Uh, thank you, Cecil, for the twenty-nine months. Thank you, Goldenova. For gifting a sub, and thank you, Otaku Sam, who says, Akemashita Omerito. Oh, Akemashita Omerito. That means Happy New Year. There you go. It actually means, uh, it means New Year congratulations. <laughs> like, it basically, like, you made it another year. Right. <laughs> Uh, happy you New survived. Year, guys. Looking forward to another year with you. Uh, Phil Spencer slash Xbox does nothing but give studios more time to finish their projects. Skipping new yearly Call of Duty would be leaving tens of billions on the table, though, so I can't see them slowing down the Call of Duty machine. I hope that they're willing to take a hit on one year. I think know? they said they were, they were probably going to slow down production on Call of Duty. Because, like, 
Phil Phil Spencer's even said that like the at the rate current game companies are going, like it's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of like money and time it takes to do all this and the fact that every game has to be, you know, a big budget triple A game, like that's gonna ultimately hurt the industry in the end. Yeah, I think they know that yeah. if they keep doing it, it's it it's gonna it, it, they would lose money in the long run. Yeah. I, I mean, there is the argument that it's too big to fail, but I don't think I don't think that's a thing. I think anything fail. Too big to fail now, but yeah. in a few years, it could absolutely mm-hmm. fail if they just fuck it up over and over again. All right. Uh, what's next? What do we got? Uh, here's something interesting. Uh, Sony patents ability for games to adjust difficulty on the fly. Uh, Sony has filed a patent which could see difficulty levels adapt and adjust as users play. The patent features algorithms that would be able to finely tune difficulty settings based on an individual's performance. It is interesting to see Sony patent such an idea when similar processes are used in other games already. Regardless, this patent, which can be viewed via the World Intellectual Property Organization, shows Sony has an eye on its future of this sort of technology. Methods of this Methods of the present disclosure may collect data when a user plays more uh, one or more diff- uh, different types of games uh, when determinations are made as to whether the difficulty of a game should be changed. The collected data may be elevated to, uh, to identify whether a user gaming performance level corresponds to an expected level of performance, the patent's abstract reads. When a user gaming performance level does not correspond to an expected level of performance, parameters that change the difficulty of the game may be changed automatically. Parameters that relate to movement speed, delay, or hesitation, character strengths, number of competitors, or other metrics may be changed uh, incrementally until a current user performance level corresponds to an, expect- uh, to an expectation level of a particular user currently playing the game. Uh, at this time, the user expectation level may be changed, and the process may be uh, repeated as skill of the user are skills of the user are developed over time. Oh, I love flowcharts. Yeah. So, I heard a interesting argument about like like I at first I thought this is like a nothing. It's right. like you know it's just it's like the article said games do this already. Yeah. Uh, I remember Resident Evil 4 famously, if you die a couple of times, it'll actually like reduce the number of enemies on screen. Mm. Uh, I played Max Payne 3 one time. I was dying over and over again at a certain point, but every time I respawned, it would just give me more and more ammo and more and more health to help me get through the game. So Mario Kart just rubber bands it yes. just, it, it, if you're doing good it'll fuck with you if you're yeah. doing bad it'll help you out it's just it's how games are sometimes yeah but so, but i heard an interesting argument that was if you continuously make it harder based on how well you're doing it could make it so you could just never beat the game yeah <laughs> which i don't think would happen here right but uh it's an interesting way to look at it, because like back in the in in our back in our day, yes, <laughs> games used to be hard so that you had to spend a long time playing them, mm-hmm. so that it would force you to take a while to play the game. Um, that seems to be what they're trying to do here. If you're too good at the game, they will try to put roadblocks in to slow you down. See, I took it the other way, where if you're too bad at the game, they will try to remove some roadblocks mm-hmm. to try and help you get through uh get through the experience better 
yeah that uh, that's a version of it that i didn't think too right. hard about because that's a thing that happens over yeah i mean you got the tanuki the golden tanuki suit in mario you got the uh you got well, the chicken hat in in metal gear see i th i feel like those are different you know those are more so obvious they're like they're, obvious they're things. optional they're power-ups basically mm -hmm. the the examples i use they're they're more like uh subtle unseen changes that like yeah. give you a like psychologically you're still playing the same game but you don't realize that the game is actually subtly changing things yeah. to like help to try and seamlessly help you get through the game. Yeah, maybe there'll be less enemies or Yeah. There or your ammo count increases every time you die. Yeah, or they'll try not to hit you yeah. as much or something. Um so how do you so will a patent like this hold up? I don't think so. I don't know. Cuz there's definitely cases of that happening already. Yeah. I mean, they do have flow charts here, so I guess if it's perfectly if emulates it's a very the flow specific chart. way yeah yeah very interesting um yeah i don't think this will have any like realistic changes to the industry yeah i think if games were going to utilize something like this they probably still will anyway yeah left for dead is entirely built around automatically scaling difficult this meta yeah the um I believe the director was like the the name from that they gave the AI that like scales the difficulty on you. Hmm. Uh, best thing about some games is getting really good and one hitting enemies, for example, or clearing sections really fast. Yeah, but like, what if you're having a hard time with the section and then all of a sudden you do that? You one hit enemies or clear a section really fast mm -hmm. and you're going to be like, oh, that was sick. Meanwhile, you don't realize the game just got easier for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. More PlayStation news. Yes. Uh, good PlayStation news. Bad Xbox news, though. Uh, Sony has outsold the Xbox Series X 3 to 1 in 2023. I am not too surprised. Uh, the PlayStation 5 has now sold over 50 million units and is on track to outsell the record-breaking PlayStation 4, Sony says. Uh, Reuters reports that Sony recorded its best-ever November for PlayStation console sales uh, with the PS5, which is now in its fourth year of life. Uh, Sony has set an ambitious target of selling 25 million PS5 consoles in the current fiscal year, ending March 31st, 2024. If it manages it... It'll be the most console Sony has ever shifted in a single financial year. The latest news comes after Sony has called the 25 million target high and not within easy reach. But speaking today to the financial press, Eric Lam uh, Lampel, senior vice, vice president of global marketing, sales and business operations at Sony, uh, expressed confidence in the PS5. Given the momentum we've had in November and a lot of what we're seeing in December, uh, just in general, we're feeling very good about the sales overall. Uh, we are still pushing uh, really hard, and I think we will have a record-breaking year no matter where we end up. Meanwhile, Lampel told the Financial Times that the PS5 is now on track to sell to outsell the PS4, which has sold 117 million units since it launched in 2020, uh, 2013. Uh, we think we have the ability to get there, Lampel said. Demand for the PS5 going into this year was huge. Momentum is strong now, and it's continuing. The PS5 hit 50 million units sold on December 9th, 
161 weeks after it launched in November 2020, the PS4 reached 50 million units sold 160 weeks after launch. I think that, uh, I mean, they just did the slim versions and stuff. Yeah, I think that was a big boom. I think the Spider-Man editions and the game itself and the game itself got me playing yeah playstation mm-hmm. i the portal's doing fuck all yeah um but people are buying it like it's sold out a lot of places well it's sold out because they barely made any because right. they knew it was not gonna sell <laughs> yeah. well um it's interesting though because i haven't heard anything about the slim version like i i know people i know it's out there and people are buying it. i know i know one at least one person who bought it mm-hmm. but i still haven't yeah and none of the people i know even well, even think- other tech youtubers I think it's been passed on it. I think it's been very clear that like there is if you already own a PlayStation 5, there's no reason to get this. It yeah. offers no benefit over the original. Right. Aside from now having an actual terabyte hard drive. I would have been tempted if they made a black version. Yeah. But they didn't. No, now you have to go get the black plates. Yeah, I don't even know if they're available yet. I mean, they said they were gonna come, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously not at launch. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, you're right. I just have no reason to, yeah. to get it. Uh, while the PS5 appears to be doing the bit, doing the business for Sony, console rival Microsoft is having a tougher time with Xbox. Xbox sales have collapsed in Europe, and Microsoft hasn't announced Xbox Series X and S sales in years. Microsoft's executives have insisted console sales do not paint an accurate picture of the overall health of the Xbox business which encompasses PC, mobile, streaming, and the Game Pass subscription. The Financial Times quotes an analyst at Ampere that shows the PS5 sales grew about 65% to 22.5 million units this year, whereas Xbox sales fell about 15% to 7.6 million. That means that the PS5 has outsold the Xbox Series X and S by almost 3 to 1. The near seven-year-old Nintendo Switch, meanwhile, saw sales fall 18% to 16.4 million in 2023. Nintendo is expected to release its next-gen console this year. Says who? It's everybody. Everybody's yeah, saying no, it. I, so I, if everybody's saying it, it must be true. I, I do think they're releasing it. Right. True. I mean, the big takeaway is that on the console side of things, Microsoft is struggling doing bad yeah Yeah, on the actual sales of their systems it it doesn't matter they just bought call of duty (laughs) yeah and they are looking for ways to like achieve profitability outside of traditional the traditional console race i was going to bring this up when we were talking about microsoft but uh i saw somebody on twitter whose title at microsoft was um it was gaming platforms or it was it, it the way it was titled mm-hmm. the way his, the way his title was titled seemed like he was doing like Xbox for other platforms outside of Xbox right you know which gives me hope for uh Windows handhelds right i did they they made it so like the Xbox app is a little nicer on on Windows handhelds yeah. but it's still but Not that's just the experience. the Xbox app. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah. The you best do. experience is just taking Steam and having it open as big picture mode. Yeah. And then you just turn the console on, big picture mode. Yeah. I, it's like I have a Steam Deck. Yeah. And you can even add your Xbox games to it as if it's uh in there. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. I added the Epic Game Store 
to my Steam library so I can launch that and then launch the games I have in Epic. So can you use Fortnite or do you have to do other bullshit? I mean, I brought my Steam Deck for other reasons, but I can show you like how it works. Yeah, yeah. Sh- I mean, show it, me. It just launches, uh, it launches the Epic Game Store and then you pick the game you want to play and then it launches it. But I don't know if, I think you need other third-party stuff for Fortnite yeah, to you, work. Well, I don't know about Fort- Fortnite. I don't know about Fortnite. Because that's the only game that I know people want to play on. Epic. Right. Well, they've been giving away all those free games, so I'm like, yeah. I might as well just try it. I'm but f- also, uh, Alan Wake's on Epic. Games yes. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Which sucks. I really want to fucking play Alan Wake. Did I delete all the games on my Epic Store? I might have. Was- you ever gave me the micro SD card? You did. No. no I you- gave you your micro SD yeah, card. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, God, I'm such a PC gamer now. <laughs> I used my Steam Deck dock today. Oh yeah, to connect my phone to a <laughs> to a to a monitor. Yeah, as a monitor for making a video. Really? So so the camera, like I could see the camera on a TV. Are you really gonna make me log in again? Oh, because I'm not on your Wi-Fi. Oh, give me. I'll, I'll all right. Hold on. What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm such a PC gamer, guys. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? I did, I did bring that though, because I wanted to, uh, I found a 3d printer, a printed file, uh, specifically for that D brand case so that I can attach like battery packs to it. Oh, and I got to give you the STL file, but we can do that after the show. Uh, also you said you promised me emulators for that. (laughs) Yeah, I could do that. Why is it not? It's really wants to connect to my guest Wi-Fi. Odd. There we go. Bang. All, right. all right so i guess we'll we'll have this going in the background and then yeah, we'll yeah, move yeah. On why to... don't we do uh sony's find uh, about what now third-party controllers good fuck them <laughs> that's such a dumb thing sony does uh, Sony has been fined 13.5 million euros by French antitrust regulator Autorie de la French, uh, <laughs> which has accused the company of abusing its dominant position in the market by restricting third-party PlayStation 4 controllers. Oh, we're going back in time. Filed by the regulator last month following a referral from French controller maker Subsonic its investigation found that Sony put counterfeiting measures in place in November 2015 that caused third-party controllers to regularly disconnect from the console during system updates. The competition regulator also found that third-party manufacturers faced difficulty in joining its licensing program, which it alleged that Sony uh, refused to communicate terms and criteria to manufacturers who requested it. The combination of these two practices significantly damaged the brand image of the third-party manufacturers affected, the trade body said, adding, with regard to both players and distributors, slowing down their expansion in the market and leading to their possible foreclosure. I feel like that's a little extreme. Well, if your whole business is making third-party controllers and now all of a sudden you can't. for the well, I mean, yeah, for the biggest you know home console system out there i understand that now now, now sue microsoft because they did the same thing they, well, they just pulled third-party support for xbox out of nowhere well no they didn't pull it necessarily they're altering the way it works 
Okay. They, they want. They want like <laughs> I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter exactly. it further. Like they're. I think they're just beginning. I don't want to say use the word stricter. But like, yeah, the thing is, like at least Microsoft like allowed access to third party controllers in the past. You know, the re- the big restriction was they had to be wired because mm-hmm. Microsoft didn't license out their wireless technology but you could still get a power array controller or a pdp controller or an 8-bit do controller for your xbox the problem now is that it has to be licensed when in the the past it wasn't it didn't have to be licensed so now entire companies that were making stuff for on xbox now it just doesn't work right you know that screw that screws a lot of people over it screws over the companies that were making that stuff right and it screws over the People who bought that stuff, you know, right? No, your, I, your look, own customers. But I'm not saying like you know, Microsoft was you know could have handled it better. They certainly could have. Junior Moser says they got rid of cheatware ones. I thought they did. They got rid of stuff like the Cronus, but yeah. that an unintended consequence was that it got rid of uh, other things too, like people who had uh, controllers that worked via Raspberry Pi, like I do. Yeah. Uh, I think even Brook controllers had issues, uh, which are fight sticks. Like people who made fight sticks, like basically yeah. their fight sticks now don't fucking work. Um, so yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, and PlayStation though has been the biggest offender. Yeah, uh, there are no third party PlayStation controllers like at all. There, there's I think like two. There's like a there's like a Razer one. There's like Razer and Scuff. But yeah, scuff well, is, scuff. It's just PlayStation controllers that they yeah, mod. Scuff just takes a PlayStation controller yeah. and fucks with it. Um, Razer and there was one. It's like Axio. I don't know. That, yeah. There, there were two different ones. Um, and they're insanely expensive because they probably have to pay a big licensing fee, or they just take a PlayStation controller and mod it. Um, notably, like uh control like like if you want a fight stick that works on a playstation it's like insanely expensive yeah because of the licensing issues uh so people just don't have fight sticks that work they just don't make the fight stick work for uh yeah. for, for a playstation it's just not worth it for them anyway so i'm glad they're being sued for that i think that's a not a good practice i'd, I'd like to be able to use uh third-party controllers or whatever controller i feel like working uh, all right, notifications. We got Eddie Lav. Eddie Lav. Thank you for the 100 bits. Uh, hello. Nintendo Stan. I'm so sorry. Thank you for the five months. <laughs> oh, look, a podcast. I like those. <laughs> oh, boy. John Crawford, thanks for the two months. Happy New Year, Wolf Bros. Thanks for the amazing content. What are you both hoping to achieve this year? Sleep. <laughs> um, what am I hoping to achieve this year? I've been asked this a lot. Really? I don't have I don't have a fucking answer. <laughs> Snake the Jake, thank you for the two months. Happy New Year, new me catching these lives. Thank you. Uh and that's it. And Eddie Lav, thanks for gifting some subs. Hello. All right. PDP Victrix Pro. Yes, that's the one. Is the other third. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of. Thank you. Chaos and Magic Chunk. Chunk? Chuck? All right. Uh, Why don't we skip this one for now? I'll see if I can find like a shorter version of this article because I 
forgot it's a long one. Which one? The VR the, one? The VR one, yeah. Okay, yeah, we can skip that. Yeah. Uh, Disney Parks leak Star Wars Outlaws release date. Here, I'll read this one okay. if you want to fuck yeah. with it. Uh, Disney Parks release Star Wars Outlaws update. They leak it. Oh, God. Star <laughs> Wars Outlaws, the highly anticipated open world game from Ubisoft, will be released in late 2024. They're just putting it out there. Though Ubisoft and Star Wars owner Disney at... Ubisoft owns Disney? No. Though Ubisoft and Star Wars owner... Di- oh. Yeah. I see what they're saying. Ubisoft and also Star Wars owner Disney had previously remained tight-lipped about the release date. A Disney Parks blog post quietly announced the release window, which was previously only confirmed to be sometime in 2024. Okay. Fucking who cares? <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws, the open-world Star Wars game, is set to release late this year. I mean, I, I could have guessed that. The game lets you explore dis- distinct planets across the galaxy, both iconic and new. You can risk it all as... K Vess, an emerging scoundrel seeking freedom and the means to start a new life, along with her companion Nyx, if you're willing to take the risk, the galaxy is full of opportunity. I think the big thing about this is like they never gave like a specific date yeah. for it, and then out of nowhere, the Disney Parks blog posts was the one that said it's coming out this year. Uh I got news for you. It's gonna get delayed. There's no, so? way, there's no way it's coming out this year. We know nothing. We got the one trailer, and the trailer looked ambitious as fuck. There's no way Ubisoft is capable of, of delivering what was in that trailer, hey. especially in a year. I mean, no, they've been working on this for longer than a year. I know. Well, when was the trailer? When did the trailer come out? I mean, the trailer was last year, sure, but. Just because the trailer was last year doesn't mean they started working on it last year. Yeah, but the trailer, though, they got a lot of work to do from that. Because that they, was clearly a, a tech demo. Right. That was clearly a vertical slice that was made just to make it look cool. That trailer was six months ago. There's no <laughs> fucking way this game's coming out this year. And if the, and if it was already rumored to be 2024, of course it's going to be late in 2024. Right. You need a lot of time to work on this thing. Ubisoft also is notorious for showing a game and then having it deteriorate over time. And then when the game finally comes out, it's, it looks much worse than the original right. trailer. Um, so that could happen here too. But yeah, I don't, there's no way this game's coming out in 2024. That'd be ridiculous. We, we need another trailer. We need more information about this game. Yeah. The developer also confirmed that Star Wars Outlords takes a more handcrafted and manageable approach to the open world formula, with one planet being roughly the same size as two or three regions in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. I don't know what the regions looked like in Odyssey. What do you guys think of my mic cover? Printed a little mic cover. I don't know if I like it. All right. Uh... That's that. Yeah. So I can't find like an article summarizing what I was talking about. How about you just summarize it? Okay, I'll do my best. Uh, So basically, Game Informer did an expose on uh, QA at VR companies. You know, hold on. This Game Informer article is titled "Vomit and Ginger Candy." Yeah. Inside the VR QA process, that gives me some information because (laughs) I didn't. I knew you put an article in here about QA testing VR headsets, and I didn't think I was like, okay, that's weird. That's I, 
what could be interesting about that yeah i didn't realize uh these people are gonna probably get sick really quickly yeah and uh like imagine having an eight hour work day in vr on a game that hasn't been tested ever before mm -hmm. you're the guy who's gonna have to figure out whether or not you're capable of not throwing up playing this game uh, as companies continue to iterate on past foundations or release new platforms altogether, from PlayStation to Apple, VR is constantly in innovating. But as work conditions for QA folks who learn the inside uh, out of these technologies rarely are. Game Informer spoke to testers, artists, and engineers who work on VR games like Beat Saber, Job Simulator, uh, Cosmosis High, Resident Evil 4 VR, and Blood and Truth about the differences uh, with regular testing, how elements like physical and physicality and hygiene come into play, unorthodox workarounds, and the unsung tradition of ginger candy. <laughs> I hate that. I mean, uh, that's the thing. Like, if you have motion sickness or if you're like sick, ginger candy is supposed to like yeah make you not sick. Yeah. Uh. Let's see if I can find like a good example because there's, there's like an example here where like where people would just throw up and the room would not get cleaned for days. <laughs> days? Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine uh, this work environment. You got to swap people out and like yeah. you can't. This isn't a full time gig. This is a part time gig because you can't do this for full time hours. Here we go. Uh, during busy periods, it was common for a single tester to work on multiple projects per day. While the notion didn't do much over time, uh, there were a morning, afternoon, and on occasion, so-called graveyard shifts that, that occurred overnight during the week and weekends. Employees would receive bonus pay for doing so. The worst memory was once a stress test over the weekend and someone projectile vomited all over a busy shared bathroom. Uh, it wasn't cleaned until Monday morning because maintenance wasn't available on the weekend. You can imagine the smell. You, God, stop playing. <laughs> if you're getting sick, stop it. Well, I think this, you know, this speaks to a larger problem in the game industry, in the games industry about crunch. Mm. You know, games are made under like awful conditions where like, you know, people will work through the night for months on end in order to get this game out on the deadline so that, you know, the the C-suite can hit their profit margins and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And this is the extreme version of that, where these games have to be tested into the night, you know, at, at all costs to the point where, yes, these people will throw up all over <laughs> the bathroom and, you know, risk the smell of it not being cleaned. I'm sure people are listening to this and they're like, so what? I've spent eight hours in VR before. Right. But like, again, these are untested games yes. where they're trying to figure out if it's going to make people sick. Yeah. And if they're going to be able to play it for long hours. I remember when I first got the Oculus Quest 2, I was using it for a video. I was testing it out. It, I got I was in VR for a solid four hours testing a bunch of different games. Yeah. And that on the fourth hour i was like i'm gonna throw up i gotta take this mm -hmm. off and i just took it off and, and laid down and i was fine same thing happened with playstation vr one not yeah. two playstation vr two i didn't get sick at all i also don't think i spent that long mm -hmm. at once playing it uh but playstation vr one i remember i spent a long time playing a bunch of different games and the only time i felt sick was, was this game i think it was called rift um it was uh it was like Rocket League, but you're in a mech. And that made me want to throw up. Yeah. The second I started that game, I, wanted to th I, I just took the headset right off. Yeah. So 
But you have the privilege of taking the headset off because you're not being yeah. paid by somebody to, yeah. you know, make sure a game is good. Yeah. Well, well that's the thing is yeah. like, I think people will understand if you were about to throw up and yeah. lay down for like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's That's got to be a physically demanding job and there's got to be uh, regulations around that. Well, I saw one thing where it said um, uh, in the beginning that things were like, you know, there were there wasn't a lot of regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most common things that we observed as testers in that particular time was feeling nausea in longer periods of use. Headsets uh, also heat up, and that usually affects the skin on the face. Sometimes headsets are shared between testers, which increases the probability of getting infections. Yeah, that's bad. They should have one per tester. For uh, sure. One of the policies that came up during these periods was about breaks. Every 20 minutes using a headset, testers were encouraged, not mandated, to take 10-minute breaks to file any bugs, reports, or issues, and so on. Over time, they realized the platform uh, just isn't for everyone. Employees can present a doctor's note to HR so that <laughs> they're no longer uh, deployed into VR. Nowadays, the studio doesn't immediately assign a tester to VR. After six months with another platform, they are given training and eventually see if they're comfortable with virtual reality. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Like that, uh, having a, needing a doctor's note stupid. It's yeah. just, if, I, if I'm going to throw up, just tell me you're going to throw up and then we'll move you to something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they should definitely each have their own individual headsets. That's yeah. wild. Um, all right, well... Hope none of you have to ever experience anything. Yeah, I mean, like video game testing is already like the shittiest job because like you have to play yeah. a broken game for hours on end, like and record every single problem you run into. Now just imagine doing that with like a two pound thing strapped to your head, and that alters your perception. They're encouraged to take breaks every twenty minutes. I would say, like I probably wouldn't want to every twenty minutes. Like right. like sometimes I'm probably gonna want to take a break, but right. like. When I put the headset on, if I'm on a roll, I do not want to take that off because putting, right. having it on, taking it off, having it on, taking it off, that's a, a lot. Yeah. You know, once it's on, it's on. Yeah. Until I get sick and then I want to take it off. Right, right. Um, yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's all the news. Okay. Uh, so I got the Epic Store running on here. Okay. I got. I just downloaded Ghost Runner. And I'm just gonna launch it from the Epic Store. That was a free Ghost Runner game. Yeah. I see. You also have Curse to Golf. Yeah, that was also free because I listened to you. <laughs> uh, if this little error pop up runs in. I hit OK and then I give it a second. Ghost Runner. And it goes back to the storefront. <laughs> Ghost Runner, I don't know if it's going to work. It was, it, it's, uh, it did a lot on the Steam, like yeah. downloading it from Steam. It did a lot of shader compiling and stuff. So All right, it's well, kind of a little bit of a demanding game. I bet you Curse to Golf would work. Yeah, I'll I'll try downloading Curse of Golf. I will say I was playing uh, Deathloop on here, but then I was getting like crash problems, so I just it was on sale on Steam, so I just bought it on Steam. I feel like that might be a theme if I uh, (laughs) the more this goes. There's things I think you're gonna have to do per game. I've already had to like Arkham Asylum is like unsupported on the Steam Deck, but like you can do like force support and it works like no issue at all. There's things on there's things you could do for games that aren't on Steam, like like yeah. like the Epic games and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I, there you go. Yeah, that was, it's gone. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, and it just works. Gotta get this pop up out of the way, but yeah. 
Good luck. That game's hard as fuck. Okay. Uh, tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. This is our good buddy. Not really. Sean Murray. <laughs> quote tweeting. He, he, he did a little uh, 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 a nervous face. Sw mm -hmm. Sweaty nervous face. He quote tweeted Hard Drive Magazine, whose article says, yeah. Sean Murray swears off interviews as New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Murray, guy who uh, made No Man's Sky. Yeah. And uh, kind of overpromised and underdelivered mm -hmm. with No Man's Sky. Uh, he announced a new game at the Game Awards called Light No Fire, and he made a sounds, lot of promises like there, too. <laughs> kind of getting a little, had a little, I was personally having some flashbacks. Yeah. And it looks like Hard Drive Magazine, uh, or high, yeah, Hard Drive, the website, um, they uh, saw the same thing that I did and made mm -hmm. a funny little goof article about it. Anyway, uh, guys. We're going to talk to you now. Yes. Starting, of course, the people who left comments on last week's Wolfden Podcast over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. Does your MacBook try to use your phone as a microphone? No. It does it all the time. Every, like, all the time. Like, really? like, it tries to switch my microphone audio device to my phone when I'm on Discord, when I'm even editing in Premiere sometimes, when I'm... uh. In an audition, like all never, time. never happened. Very weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let. Oh well, we didn't have a show list. Right. But before that, we get. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, Fred says, "Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year!" Tyler Tiller. Tyler says, I listen mostly on YouTube while working on schoolwork, but I was surprised to find you guys still made it into my top five podcasts on Spotify. Hey, oh, yeah. we're everywhere. Princess Peach says, there was no holding back when Capcorn was hacked the same way as Insomniac was now. There are a different rule for Sony and their internal studios and everyone else. What is Capcorn? Capcom? Capcom. 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 It says I read Capcom. it as Capcorn because <laughs> the R and the N yeah. would be in would be an M. No. Um why capitalize the second C? Uh, you'll have to ask the princess. Also, why was Cap when was Capcom hacked? I don't remember that at all. Uh sounds like something that was happened. There does seem to be different rules for different companies. You know, like Rockstar, you know, the press was like, oh, you shouldn't be reporting on all these leaks and stuff and same thing with insomniac but like when the rocksteady leak hit it was it was a free-for-all <laughs> yeah yeah no that's what i was saying about yeah. the the uh insomniac leaks people seemed really weird about it massive capcom leak reveals dragon's dogma 2 this was uh three years ago yeah oh ransomware group responsible for massive capcom leak arrested oh they were arrested last year. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got Zeho search. Yes, I'm with Will. The fifth Harry Potter movie is complete trash. <laughs> I read the books first, and still I hate the movie so much. Thank you. Thank you. A bad movie can be just be a bad movie, and it's okay. 
Timmy Fitz says, Sonic 4 isn't bad? I've never played it, but from what I've seen, that's a hot take, Will. I agree with this hot take. Yeah, I it, think Sonic 4 is not bad, especially considering all of the Sonic games since. Yes. You also have to remember, that came out in a bad time for Sonic, and that came along, and it's like, okay, oh, something else, something kind of fun. I, spoiler alert, I'm making a video this week on iPhone gaming. Okay. And there's a little bit about Sonic Dream Team. Okay. And I say, it's not bad. It's not even the worst Sonic game I've played this year. Ooh. Tommy Rogers Comics says, I really hope WB Games fixes Arkham Knight somehow or at least offers the game for sale individually so we can just buy the first two. I agree. They have a habit of farting out games, but they have done a good job patching Lego Star Wars on Switch and Hogwarts Legacy so far. I didn't buy it using my sister's account, which is logged in on my Switch. Um... I mean, the Arkham collection is, it was like $5 for a long time on Steam, right? It's $5 on every system. Except Switch. Except Switch. Yeah. Like, that's, that's... You might just have to get something else. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most egregious thing to me is that, you know, any, all the other platforms, like, granted, they're much older on the other platforms, mm -hmm. but they are constantly the three games with all the dlc constantly just five dollars that is a wild switch tax yeah that is a very high switch tax yeah it's incredible i'm trying to find the tweet it might have been the arkham twitter account it said we are we are working on fixing the game or some shit but are you um, Charlie Fenn says I came in late, but if my comment about Luigi and Mr. Bean isn't read, I'll be upset. Will knows what I mean. <laughs> We're talking about it on threads. Oh. What was it? On my phone. Charlie Fenn, my only friend on threads. <laughs> I played Superstars multiplayer for the first time today and had a lot of fun, though my son losing his mind at my wife and I playing may have helped. I did get Sonic Superstars for Christmas for Switch. Oh. I'm excited to play it because the little bit I played here, I liked, and I didn't see anything substantially different from like a traditional Sonic game. I know it gets. I think you will beat it. Okay. I think you will. It will hold your attention enough to beat it. That's what I'll. That's because that happened to me. Okay. And that's about all I. Can that's say all about you. Yeah. Um. Oh, that was Gavin who said that. Hello, Gavin. I got I, I I got him a chaos emerald, and he shrieked with joy. I do that too. Uh, the re there can only be one. Andrew says Bob. I put a lot of info on the Odroid Go Ultra in the Discord. It has software installed. You just have to add a ROMs folder, structure, and games. Oh, so I just put an SD card with a ROMs folder. I also put info on Android software. I'm gonna stream me fucking around with it probably at some point so we can we can do it live the odroid wiki can be confusing and a little bit misleading because it care it caters to developers 
as well as the general public. That sounds very annoying. I saw a recent article that a rumor is going around that Xbox greenlit a new Banjo-Kazooie game. Do you guys think now is a good time for its return? Yeah. Yeah. What better time? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that just makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't they want a Banjo-Kazooie game? Yeah. Uh, Charlie Fan had tweeted, had sent me an article on threads. Uh, random. Luigi's Mansion 2 was inspired by the British sitcom Mr. Bean. I could like, see I it. I guess, and I told I told her that like as an American, Mr. Bean just confuses me. Well, he's a silent, quirky guy. Yeah, you know, he just kind of makes makes noises. But he's not and that go- silent because he still like talks. He's just got a weird voice. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Yeah. Yeah, but he talks like um like Mario or Luigi. Like he barely talks. I guess. You know? Yeah. It, most of the narrative and the humor is is silent right it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh what do you call it physical yeah humor. bob can you explain this article to me it's a little confusing i have no idea <laughs> bayonetta trilogy releasing on switch too okay i i mean probably that yeah, that makes sense. Is that weird? Why would that be weird? Uh, Bandana will release, will receive a trilogy edition with its three main games in one pack for the Nintendo Switch 2. The games will bring visual HDR confirmed. HDR on a Switch 2 would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Due to backwards compatibility, it can also be played on Switch 2 with improvements. That That, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, yo, Bob, likelihood of Retroid Pocket 4 playing whole PS2 or GameCube library? Zero. <laughs> zero. Per- oh, without messing with, with tweaks? Zero percent chance that it's going to play the whole library. Yeah. I think it's pretty powerful, but I can't imagine it doing a better job than the Odin 2. Can't imagine that. I mean, the Odin 2 is like double the price. Thank you, and I am your only friend on Threads. I like how Bob just agreed instantly. No, I I can see that. I listen. I'm familiar with the bean. Are we getting a Steam Deck Lite before the Steam Deck Two? I would love That's a that good question. I I doubt it. Yeah, I Honestly, doubt it. I just think the Steam Deck Two will be sleeker. Yeah. Like, I got problems with the trackpads because I don't really use them that much, but I do know that a lot of people like them and they do have some use cases. Yeah. I just wish that uh, it didn't take up so much space. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the trackpad's fault that the Steam Deck is so big. There's just a lot in it. Yeah. Um. I I just hope they can do something with They need to make it. Make I'm sure they can. Smaller. I mean, like, the, the RG Ally is smaller than this, right? Yeah, but it has no trackpads. The Lenovo Legion Go has one trackpad. Right. And it is bigger than that. <laughs> so, explain that. Yeah. Um, can't send super chats. I don't think it's enabled on this account. I mean, we'll fix it. There's a lot of kinks we got to work out. Well, but uh, Don't you need a certain amount of subscribers to do? I think we have it. I just don't okay. think I, I turned it on. I think they go, oh, you have super chats now. And I just, we just didn't turn it on. Okay. Um, well, 
if you're on YouTube, thanks for being here for this experiment. I yeah, I appreciate it very much. We're, again, uh, if you're uh, if if you're a regular viewer or listener, we're now hopefully going to be live on YouTube as well, so you can yeah. join uh, live if you want. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be easier for you to join on the YouTube. Maybe. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolf Den Podcast is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Wolf Den. And also now, youtube.com slash Wolf Den Podcast. But if you can't make the show for any reason at all, you can always catch the archive version over on youtube.com slash Wolf Den Podcast. You can check us out on the man whenever you want. But you it, bleh, 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 but because you, you know, more options means Will's got to have a new <laughs> outro and that messes him up. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on every platform you get your audio podcast from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible.com, apparently. But no matter where you get this show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps with placement on all of those respective platforms. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably be live on Thursday again, uh, I think. I don't know what I'll do. I'll have a video out either Thursday or Friday. Hopefully Thursday, it'll be about my iPhone. So you better watch it because that's a weird one. It's a weird video to have. Play Resident Evil 4. Pretty good. Oh, nice. Touch controls are the worst <laughs> touch controls I have ever used. Wow. But uh, it works great otherwise. I, okay. I docked it to that TV. Damn. And played it with an Xbox controller. It was fucking cool. Ooh. Thanks for being here. See you later. I should raid somebody. Who's live now? Uh, you can raid on YouTube too, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just giving it. Uh, there ain't really anybody. Oh, there's AJ. Go say hello to AJ. I'm gonna see you later. Uh, goodbye. Bye.